Father, we are thankful to you this morning. Thank you for um, all of us, 22 of us on the call at this point, and ready to hear your word. I pray that, Lord, you will minister through me by the Holy Spirit, and you will let your people, O oh God, uh, be confronted with the realities of this Christian race so that we'll be able to, as it were, um, lay aside everything that easily beset us and run with focus the race that is set before us. We will not slumber in any way. We will not drop our guard in any way. But having received your word as a tunic, Lord, we'll be energized to move on in this life until we are successful and we behold your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Friend of God, today I want to speak to you about persistency that will break through for you. Your persistency will break through for you. Very, very important. And I would want for us to turn to um, 2 Kings 13, 18 to 19. 2 Kings 13, 18 to 19. And I read from here. And he said, take the arrows. And he took them. And he said unto the Lord, sorry, the king of Israel, smite upon the ground. And he smote thrice and stayed. He struck three times and stopped. In other versions, that's what he says. And the man of God was wroth with him. The man of God became angry with him and said, Thou should have smitten five or six times. Then you would have smitten Israel till it has been consumed. But as it is, you have only smite three times. But as it is, you have only strike three times. It means that if you are supposed to be persistent and you stop somewhere on the way, you are unable to move on to really go on until you see the conclusion you cannot break through. Breakthroughs come when we walk in persistent faith. And many of us as Christians are missing this mark. Breakthroughs will come. Your breakthroughs will come your way when you are persistent in your walk with the Lord, when you are persistent with your prayer, when you are persistent in your search, when you are persistent in your quest. Breakthroughs will come only when you walk in this persistent faith. To persist means to continue in an action despite the opposition, despite the negative result you got, perhaps from the first, second, third attempt. The Bible says the righteous will fall seven times, and in all of the seven, you will not be left there. You will rise up to your feet. And so when you are in a venture, 
and you failed for the first attempt, for the second attempt, it does not mean it will not work. You still have to go on and press on until you see the result coming. Especially when you are sure that it is God who spoke to you. That it is God who has given you the promise. And so you persist despite the no evidence. You persist despite what you are seeing as not being favorable. You persist despite what you hear that it will not work. The king of Israel was spoken to Elisha that take the arrows and then strike. I believe the arrows were more. But he just did it three times. And then he didn't get the results. But he tells him, you should have done at least five or six times. You should have done five or six times. When Elijah was praying for rains to resume, Bible says he went into travailing prayer. And for seven times he had to send his servants to check whether there was a sign of a rain. Seven good times. If you were that servant, probably you would think that your master was going off his mind. Seven times. It had not rained for one and a half years. Eighteen months. And then for seven times in surveilling prayer, he would send him. He didn't do it once. He didn't do it twice. He didn't do it three times. But he went the seventh time. And it was at the seventh time that he brought him news that there is a cloud that is gathering like the finger. Hallelujah, friend of God. You and I will need to be persistent. Very too soon we have dropped our guards and it will not help us. It will never work for us when we begin and end somewhere along the line. When we begin to see that there are the, the results are not coming, and then we leave it. We will need to persist. Even with our invitations on this call, we will need to persist. Every one of us who is inviting somebody and the person hasn't come, you will need to persist. You will need to continue to do it over and over and over and over. Hallelujah. Amen. We see examples in Bible characters. And one of them I would... I will talk about this morning in my sermon is our big sister Ruth. Ruth was not part of the commonwealth of Israel. Perhaps a Samaritan like any one of us. But you see, her persistent faith made Ruth to have become or has made her become the great grandmother of David. And today, when we are talking about the genealogy of Jesus Christ, Ruth is mentioned over there. Ruth had gone to marry the son of Naomi. She and Opa. And their husbands died. And Naomi decides, their mother-in-law decides to go back to her kindred. But you know what? 
And so she blessed them. She asked them to go back also to their kindred. But Ruth persisted. Ruth persisted that I would have to go with you. I am not going to leave you. And so in Ruth chapter 1, let's see the reading there, 16 to 17. Ruth chapter 1. And Ruth said, Entreat me or suffer me not to leave you or to return from following after you. For whither thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, I will die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. Hallelujah. Ruth was not going to leave her mother-in-law. No way. She had, she had gone too far to backslide. She had gone too far to quit the relationship. And so she persisted in her faith to go with Naomi, her mother-in-law. And today we speak of Ruth as the great-grandmother of David, who from whose lineage our Messiah, our Savior, Jesus Christ, came from. Another example we want to look at on persistent faith is the man Elisha, when his boss, Elijah, was about to leave. Suddenly he decided that wherever Elijah would go, he would follow him. And he was not going to leave Elijah until he got a double portion of what he has seen Elijah have. Hallelujah. And so they started from Bethel and then Elijah tells Elisha, why don't you stay here for me to go and come? The Lord is sending me on an assignment. I want to go and come. This man says that Elijah I will not. I want to go with you. And so he admitted him in. They get to Jericho. He says, my friend, I'm going on an assignment. Why don't you return? He says, no way. I am going to go with you. They get to Jordan. He uses his staff, departs the river. They walk through on a dry ground. And then he says, my friend, I want you to go back. The Lord is sending me. And you see, it was not just an encounter between Elijah and Elisha. There were other people. At any, every given point, 50 or more people came around to tell him, Hey, God is going to take your master away. Why don't you leave him? And then he said, No way. But before the third one, or after the, sorry, after the third one, he asked Elisha, What do you want from me? He says, I want a double portion of the anointing that is upon your life. That is why I have been following you from Bethel to, to Jericho, and now we are in Jordan. Even we had to walk through on dry grounds when you parted the river. 
Hallelujah. Elisha followed. And just after the partition of the river, a whirlwind came and took away Elijah. And his mantle dropped and Elisha took it. And that was the breakthrough. Hallelujah. Elisha performed twice as much miracles than Elijah performed because he had received a double portion of anointing through persistency, through persistent faith. What am I telling you? Whatever you have started doing, you may not have the results yet, but you have to keep on. You have to keep on. You don't need to drop your guard. You don't need to forget about it. Don't look at the circumstances around. You might have failed the first attempt, the second attempt, the third attempt, but press on. Keep on going. It is the Lord who spoke to you in that manner. It is the word of God. Look at what Abraham did. Bible says that he did not stagger or waver through unbelief about the promise that he received. If you have received the word of God and it's not coming yet, perhaps five years ago, perhaps seven years ago, perhaps ten years ago, perhaps fifteen years ago, don't give up on that promise. The Lord, will, you will need to have patience and press on and the Lord will bring it to pass. He is not a God who abandons the project midway. He is not that God. The Bible says, whatsoever thing he begins, he will also end. And so I want to tell you, friend of God, don't quit on the assignment. Don't quit on the promise, what God has said to you. Keep pressing on. Keep pressing on. Walk in that persistent faith. Abraham did not give up. Despite his age, he was aging. Yet he had received the promise to become the father of many nations. He was aging. He was growing weak. The body was growing weak. The medicine people will tell you. The medical people will tell you. When at a certain stage you cannot give birth naturally. But God had spoken. It is God who is spoken. And we are dealing with the promise of God. Surely it will tarry. And you must also tarry. You must also wait. But the end, it will speak for itself. Hallelujah, somebody. The widow in Luke chapter 8. There's another interesting story that Jesus tells us in Luke chapter 8. And we want to read a few of them. Perhaps not everything. I've loved this scripture Especially any time I approach God in my closet. Luke 18, can we have it on the screen? And then we read. And he spoke a parable unto them to this end. To the conclusion. To this end means to the conclusion. That men ought to pray always. Or men ought always to pray. And not to faint. The faint there means not to give up. Not to be weary. Don't be worn down by the fact that you have to pray all the time. Don't get fainted. Don't give up on prayer. So you see, even in prayer, we must show persistent faith. 
That is why you must come on the call every Friday to pray. Don't drop your guard. Apart from your own personal prayer. And I can tell you some of you are not praying on your own enough. And so you need this persistent faith even in prayer. So saying there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. Let's move on. Verse 3. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. Verse 4. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man. Verse 5. Yet because this widow troubled me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming. That is the persistent faith. Lest by her continual coming, she weary me. Verse 6. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. 7 and 8. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Friend of God, persistent faith will enable you to break through. Persistent faith will enable you to see the conclusion of your request. Persistent faith will enable you to come into glory. Remember, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And this God you are going to will not only need your faith, but will need it in a persistent manner. That's why he told this parable, that this woman needed to be avenged. And so she troubled the judge. And look at the judge who does not regard God nor man. He says, let me solve her problem for her. Let me give her what she's requesting for. Else she bothers me. She troubles me. She makes me weary. She, she, she will bring me to that confused state. Shall not God listen to us? when we cry unto him day and night through persistent faith. It's important that you learn of this as you walk with the Lord. Persistency. Show persistency. Be resilient. Show tenacity. Be resilient. Make sure that, hey, if you have said that this is what the Lord has told you, if you have heard it from God, if you have seen it from God, Press on. Don't leave it. It will not come on a silver platter. The secret is that no promise of God comes on a silver platter. And that is why you must show persistency. Else you will lose focus and drop your guard. Else you will backslide. Else you will quit. But God is not interested in the soul that quits. That is in Romans 8. Um, you can record it and check it somewhere. Romans 8 from 37, 38, 39. It will tell you. 
God is not interested in the soul that quits. God is never interested in the souls that quit. And so, beloved, as we have all joined in the Christian faith, and the Lord has given us several abilities, I want to challenge you this morning to walk in persistency. Persist until your breakthrough is with you. Every breakthrough you are looking for, remember it is being held by, uh, 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 what do you call it, a stronghold. It is being held by a stronghold. It is being held by an adversary. It is being held by a huge opposition. And therefore, it will take only your persistent faith, like the hammer of God, to break through it. I want to encourage you, somebody. You need to break through. You have come this far, never ever to return. Press on. Move on. And you need that faith in order to get on board and continue in it. Somebody, your breakthrough is just in the corner. All you need is your persistent faith. Make sure you are pressing on. You are pressing on. You are pressing on. You are pressing on so that you can come into your breakthrough. Hallelujah. This is what Paul tells us. This is what Paul tells us in Hebrews. Let's get the Hebrews. Philipp, oh sorry, in Philippians 3, 13 and 14. Philippians 3, 13 and 14. Listen to what Paul says. Not as though I had already attained. It's not that I have reached. It's not that I have, I have, I have gotten it, everything. No. So not as though I had already attained. Either were already perfect. I am not perfect yet, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, listen to me, this one thing I do, this one thing Paul does, and this one thing I suggest to you this morning, by the hearing of my voice, that you shall also do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. How will you do that? 14. I press on. You must press on. Somebody say press on. Press on. Press on. I will press toward the mark for the price, for the breakthrough of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Somebody you need to press on. No matter the circumstance, you will need to press on. You have to press on. You have to press on. Yes, the results that are coming around, the evidences around, may not be that which you expected, but you will have to press on. You will have to press on. That is the persistent faith that will take you through. Hallelujah. You can only come to your breakthrough when you have shown persistent faith. Because your breakthrough will not come on a silver platter. Your breakthrough is being held by a stronghold. And you need that persistency. Remember the widow. She kept going to the judge until she was avenged. That is what you need to do. You need to press on. 
You need to press on. You need to keep on doing what you have to do so that you will break through. Jesus himself showed us because of the glory that was set before him. The Bible says that he endured. He endured. You remember in the Garden of Gethsemane, he had to show endurance. He had to show endurance that he was going to the cross. If he, he could not abandon it at the last minute. Despite all what came around him, despite the evidences that were around, the people who should have supported him in prayer, they had all slept under one hour. Can you imagine? And so Jesus in the flesh looks at the whole situation, the whole world. Look at one man's sin. One man, your sin alone. If you take one man, you take one woman, the sins they have committed, my brother, my sister, you have no idea about it. They are tons and tons and tons. We cannot measure them. That is what made Jesus ugly. When you read the account in Isaiah, that is what made him not to be preferred. Hallelujah. You think the people of Israel, the people of Israel, uh, they just chose Barabbas. They just chose Barabbas. No way. They had seen the filth on the man. The, his glory was no more there. The glory he had from, from, from the beginning, it was no more there. They saw some filthy thing. And so everybody was ready to reject him. They rejected him. That's the account in, in Isaiah 53. He was rejected. I mean, people didn't want him to come because he bore you and I, our sins, our sins that are ugly, our sins that are wretched, our sins that had no beauty, very filthy. They were all hanged on him. Why wouldn't people reject him? Why wouldn't Barabbas be chosen? Why wouldn't Barabbas be chosen? Why wouldn't Barabbas be chosen? He looked at this and he went on. He didn't give up. He didn't give up. Even in the Garden of Gethsemane. Because of what is said before him. Friend of God, there is something that is said before you. Like Abraham. There is something that is said before you like Ruth. There is something that is said before you like the woman we have read about in Luke chapter 18. There is something that is said before you like Paul. There is something that is said before you like Elisha. He wanted the double portion of anointing. What is it that you have said before you? You will come into that fulfillment when you show persistent faith. Faith that continues to work in action in the midst of the opposition. Persistent faith. I want to challenge you. It does not make us drop our guard. If we have this persistent faith, we cannot drop our guard. All we need to do is to press on. Persistent faith does not make you look back. You cannot look back and say that, no, 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 this thing, it will not work. When you have persistent faith, it does not, it does not make you quit. It does not make you quit. That persistent faith will urge you on. Hallelujah. Amen. There are things, some breakthroughs I'm looking for. I know that no man can give it to me, but the Lord will be able to do it. And that's why I continue to look towards the Lord. That's why I'll continue to press on in the Lord. 
That is why I will keep in the Lord. To do the things that he expects of me to do. So that I will come into my breakthrough. What persistent faith does is to make us press on. Somebody say press on. Press on. Press on. on. I will press on. I will press on. I trust that the words of your mouth as you have repeated with me will come to pass. You will press on until you have your breakthrough. Remember your breakthrough will not come on a silver platter. Because since the day of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violence. And he shall only take the violent to take it by force. The violent is the persistent faith. Keep on pressing. And friend of God, you will come into your breakthrough. The Lord bless you for making time to listen to me on this occasion. Shall we pray? Father, we are so grateful to you for your word that enriches our lives and also gives us the faith that we need. Indeed, all of this you have said we cannot do by our own strength. We pray that, Heavenly Father, you will help us to increase our faith in you so that by this faith we are able to persist until we get the breakthrough. I pray that let every one of us be challenged by the Holy Spirit that you give to us. Let us all be set up. Let us all be activated. And may we find the motivation in your word to press on until we reach the goal for which you have called us. We give you glory and praise and honor. In Jesus' matchless name, I have prayed. Amen.